the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The New Covenant is not just an idea. The New Covenant is the ultimate superintelligence who has a super-loving heart who loves you and me and who gave himself at the cross for us. The New Covenant is Jesus in essence. That's Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, you can call at any time, 24-7, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Someone is standing by right now to take your phone call. Today's Reaching Your Heart is entitled, The New Covenant and the New Creation. That's the new covenant and the new creation. And we brought you the first portion of this message yesterday. We will conclude it here on the radio now. And don't forget that if you missed any portion of that message, you can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. Here now is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentenko. Pinch yourself and say, I am mortal. And with it, gain a little wisdom. You know, Moses said we should number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. Times change and kings fall and empires collapse. New elected leaders take the place of others. People die before time and sometimes on time. You know, you go to your doctor, your doctor says you have an illness. I've seen the shaman effect very often as a pastor. An expert will say, well, we've looked at the tests here and according to our experts, you're going to die in two months. And, you know, people will die on time just to make the doctor happy. It's the shaman effect. And so people die sometimes before, sometimes when they expect it. The point is, an end comes. The best retirement plans fail. You know, some people say, well, you know, I've got a bulletproof retirement program. There's no way I'm going to have uncertainty in my future. And then the stock market crashes. And then they suddenly discover they're broke. And then what do you do when you have nothing? You know, someone recently asked me, Pastor Mike, what do you have for a retirement plan? I don't have one. This journey to build this church meant no retirement for my wife and I. Guess where my retirement plan is in? The Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm confident in Him. Now, I'm doing my best to think, you know, wise financially, but you know what? I would rather put my investments into the work of God and to see Jesus come than the bank on something that could just so easily be taken away. The best retirement plans fail. And when you pass away, it doesn't matter anyway. Your assets go to who knows where. I've seen families fighting over assets. Someone dies, they have a trust, it goes to court. The court decides that the trust doesn't matter. They give it to whomever they want to. So there's nothing you can depend on in life that is all around you that is certain. Things can change, but there's someone who is certain. Jesus Christ never changes. The Bible says in Hebrews 1, 12, His years will never end. Jesus doesn't give out, and Jesus doesn't go away, and Jesus is not obsolete on the way. So the person who keeps on living can only keep on living right here in a meaningful way if that person has a real and meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ as a friend. John 17, 3. This is a huge verse. You can read John 
the Gospel of John, there are some verses that stand out better than others, but this is one of them. Jesus is so clear, and this is eternal life, that they know thee, what does it say? The only true God, you know, not a fake God like the AI Messiah or something like that. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Friends, if you're busy in your life, you've got lots of things going on, you're not taking devotional time in your life, you don't open your Bible and pray, seek God's presence, you're too busy. Because eternal life is knowing Jesus. You start that way in this life. The book of Hebrews begins with the bold assertion and the proud affirmation that Jesus Christ created the universe and Jesus Christ is the only hope for the universe. Now, I don't know about you, a strategist will often have a plan B. If plan A fails, what do you go to? Plan B. Do you realize that God has no plan B? There is no plan B for you in your life. There is no plan B for the universe. Jesus Christ is plan A, the only plan. And if you move away from Christ, you don't have anything. And by implication, Jesus is the only hope for you and your family because he's the investment of the life that will bring the sure return. Now, we all have children. A lot of us do here, at least. We have children in the sense of our church family. And we want them to turn out right, don't we? How many of you want your kids to turn out right? I do. My kids are adult kids. I still want them to turn out right. Are you with me? Okay. Do you have nail-biter kids in your family? You know, you bite your nails all the time because your kids are testing you and doing things that are really dramatic. Any nail-biter parents here? I'm one. A couple, three of you have nail-biter kids. Our best hopes are wrapped up in our children. Good parents would gladly give their lives for their children. In fact, as my kids, it's funny. When I was raising my boys, they do things, and people come to me and say, Pastor Mike, your boys are doing these crazy things. What kind of father are you? I'd say, well, I'm a nail-biter father is kind of what I think to myself. My kids are good kids, but why do you think kids can't be like my kids? You know, I took it kind of personal. We have different kinds of children, the compliant child and the enthusiastic child that tests us all the time. Our best hopes are wrapped around our children. Good parents would gladly die for them. Some children are harder to manage than others. I notice that to be true. And leaders are often in that group. It happened this week to a set of parents who try hard. It wasn't the first time it happened. Thirteen months ago, a Cleveland boy did something that he did again this last week. This time his mother took his PlayStation away. It fomented the same reaction he did 13 months ago. He got mad and he ran away, not on foot, He ran away in his mother's 2013 Dodge Durango late Sunday night. As she went to bed, she was doing the reality checks to make sure everything was where it ought to be. She reached her hand across and put it on her nightstand, and there were no keys there. Then she realized what was going on. She must have elbowed her husband, saying, Honey, go get our boy. And so he went out after the boy. The police first noticed the boy at the crossroads of West 117th Street and Memphis Avenue. The boy's father was chasing his son in another vehicle. Imagine this. Here's a boy in mom's Dodge Durango. Here's dad coming behind. A car chase. Dad trying to get the son to come home. That's dramatic. But when the police noticed the Dodge Durango, they got involved. Now, the boy was smart. He saw this fire station, so he pulled the Dodge Durango in to hide from dad. 
But the police saw it, so they stopped by and said, you okay? You need some help? When he saw the police, he freaked, and now there was a high-speed car chase between the boy in the Dodge Durango and the police. I mean, it was a high-speed chase, just like the movies. The boy ran through red lights. The police went after him. They videoed and stuck it on YouTube. Cars weaved back and forth, just missing other cars. They hit 87 miles per hour following that Dodge Durango down Memphis Street, and then from 70 to 90 miles per hour was the danger zone that they were in in the high-speed car chase, the boy trying to get away from mom and dad. The boy was able to outrun the police until finally he crashed the Dodge Durango against a tree. And then he found himself very much alive as he crawled out of the Dodge Durango into the arms of the police. A very angry dad was not far behind. And so he's got some explaining to do. He's done it twice in 13 months, high-speed car chase. Sam Harris is a famous atheist and skeptic who has pitted himself intellectually against Christianity on many occasions. Anyone here read Sam Harris? He's one of the leading atheist minds of our time. But he's also a father. He's a loving parent. You can pick it out from his writings. And here is how he describes his attempt to teach his children virtue. Imagine having no God, eradicating God from your mind, and trying to come to grips with what you're going to tell your children. And he records it here. He says, as a parent... It's my responsibility to equip my child to do this, to grieve when grief is necessary, to realize that life is still profoundly beautiful and worth living despite the fact we inevitably lose one another and that life ends and we don't know what happens after death. Now imagine sitting down with your child at night when you're supposed to say your prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep, and you don't believe in that. And so you give your child a speech like this, son or daughter... I love you. When it's time to cry, we cry together. Life has no meaning. We're all going to die in the end. But let's be good people anyway. That's what he's saying here. What would that do to a child's head? Dr. Sam Harris is saying that we just teach children to cope with meaninglessness. We teach it early so they get it. And then they'll be okay. And we try to be moral on the way. He doesn't realize that children who believe that there is no God will act like there is no God when they get to be older. There's a moral impact on this kind of thing. Some people say, well, how could communism have killed millions of people in the last century? Communism killed millions of people in the last century because it teaches us that the world is material, that there is no God, that you aren't accountable to God. If that's the case, you can manipulate material and people to get what you want. Sam Harris, who often taunts the Christian faith, once described his personal assessment of religion to face the moral challenges of life in simple, practical terms. He writes... The problem is that religion tends to give people bad reasons to be good. So imagine you know, telling your child, you know, we don't believe in God. We want good reasons to be good. But by the way, there's no meaning to life. We die and we all go away. So you be a good person anyway. Life is beautiful. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Dr. Harris doesn't know the really great reasons in the Christian faith that motivate us to be good. He doesn't understand that God was in Christ at the cross of Calvary. That Christ is the best reason to be good. He doesn't grasp that love, divine love, was poured out on the cross for us. And love is the power that constrains the Christian life. When God gave us Jesus at the cross of Calvary, God gave us the best reasons in the world to be good. Some people say, well, you know, you Christians are legalists. You know, no, we're not. If you look to that cross and you cling to the Savior of it and you want to do good because Christ died for you, that is a high moral reason to obey. The Old Covenant, the book of Hebrews, is linked to the old creation that is infected by sin and tradition. 
And everything that is old is passing away, including that old covenant. In contrast, Jesus is new every day. His years will never end. The morning is alive every day in Him. And eternity worth living has just begun. And love is alive in the twinkle of His eye in time-space, the kind that we live in. In the book of Hebrews, friends, Jesus is the pioneer of a new covenant that is God's personal promise that comes from His character, His name, of a new creation where things will be different forever. The new covenant is not just a promise. The new covenant is a person who is the promise. So if you got all the right religion and you got all your things figured out from the Bible and you have your statements of faith like a creed memorized and you don't have the person of Jesus Christ in your life, you have zero in your life. You have nothing that will get you from here to forever. The new covenant is not just an idea. The new covenant is the ultimate super intelligence who has a super loving heart who loves you and me and who gave himself at the cross for us. The new covenant is Jesus in essence. When God created the world, the Spirit of God was hovering over the abyss like a bird. In Genesis 1-3, our Father God spoke the first word into the first darkness, and it was the first light. Thy word is light in the Scripture, a lamp. And there it was. And God spoke, and He said, let there be light. And the light was good, He said. Friends, sin came to this world, and darkness came also. But light never left the world. And the light overcomes the darkness. John says that Jesus is the light of the world. Christ came into the world as our light, and Christ has never left us. When Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit was hovering again over the River Jordan, just like he did on the waters of creation at the dawn of time. And God the Father spoke again to the darkness of the world at the River Jordan like he did at the dawn of time. It's a new creation. It's a new covenant in play. This time he proclaimed in clearer terms that Jesus is the light of the world that is good, that is precious to his heart. He is the promise of a new creation. He said, this is my beloved son. And like the light, I am well pleased with him. The book of Hebrews says Jesus' year will never end. It will never fade. His light will never go out. Pastor Michael Oxentenka will continue in just a moment. Reaching Your Heart is a listener-supported program. We step out in faith to purchase airtime on this station because we believe God is working through this radio ministry to touch tens of thousands of lives. Each of our messages is prayed over biblical messages of hope and Bible truth. To continue, we need your support. We do not have a large ministry fundraising machine. We operate totally by faith. Call our toll-free number to make your contribution of any size today. That number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Or you can stop by our website, reachingyourheart.com. That's reachingyourheart.com. Let's get back to the broadcast now. Here is Pastor Michael Oxentenka with more of today's Reaching Your Heart. Take your Bibles. Look at John 8, 12 with me. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, what did he say? I am what? The light of the world. He or she understood who follows me will what? Will not walk in darkness, but will have something. What does it say? Will have the light of life. Christ is not just good information in your life, friends. Christ is the light that makes your life worth living, that gives us meaningful living in the church. 
John 12, 31, now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the ruler of this world be cast out. I mean, the cross is the event that put Satan on trial and took him out of power over our planet. Verse 32, and Christ said, I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all to myself, literally. Verse 33, and he said this to show by what death he was to die. Then the crowd answered him, we have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? And Jesus, notice his answer in verse 35. Jesus said to them, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, lest the darkness overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. I mean, if you try to manage your life by simply figuring out your life course, and you have not in the morning put yourself before Jesus Christ to ask for his presence, you're living in darkness. We need the guidance of God. We need the presence of God. And Jesus is saying, guess what? I'm light that matters in your daily life. Verse 36, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. And when Jesus had said this, he departed and hid himself from them. You know, we don't have all the answers in this world, but if we have Jesus, we have the answerer. I would rather have the answerer than answers in my life. I would rather have the light who is personal than a light that is impersonal and not light at all. I would rather have the presence of the Lord I cannot see at times in life than to have sight without his presence that I contrive and come up with on my own. I would rather wake up in the morning to the light of the world in my Bible to see Jesus, his resurrection, his presence in the word than to just hope with philosophy for a future without Jesus in my life. Hebrews 1.12 proclaims that his years will never end. Time space will keep on going for him. What does that mean on the road that we live in? You know, we live in a hard time and space at times. What does that mean when life goes wrong right here on planet Earth? What does it mean when we don't manage things well, when catastrophe hits us suddenly and we have to adjust? Where is Christ on the road? Friend, the resurrection of Jesus is God's guarantee in your life, in your time, in your journey, that God is with you, that God's acceptance is found now, not at the end of the road, but on the road. Turn to Hebrews 7.21. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Some people say, what's this big deal about Jesus being our high priest in the heavenly sanctuary? I'm going to tell you what the big deal is. Christ is our high priest in the heavenly sanctuary because God has declared that he is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek to demonstrate to us in our lives that God will never leave us in Jesus, that God is velcroed to us in Jesus, and the new covenant, the new creation is ours in Jesus. That's why it's important. Now look at verse 21, Hebrews 7. Those who formerly became priests took their office without an oath. But this one was addressed with an oath. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. Thou art a priest forever. And this quoting Psalms 110 verse 4, when God said of Christ prophetically, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we know that Psalms 110, 3 and 4 was prophetic of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When Christ came out of the grave on Sunday morning, God the Father swore an oath that Christ would forever be a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And he demonstrated it by doing certain things. Now look at verse 22. This makes Jesus the surety of a better covenant. I mean, the old covenant may be fine. We have a universe. That's good. But it's not good enough for the future. Christ is the surety of a better covenant, the new covenant. Friend, Jesus is God's guarantee that God will give us the future in a new creation in our life. 
By raising Jesus from the dead, God has sworn to us a promise by the power of an indestructible life that our futures cannot be destroyed in Jesus either. Verse 23, the former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. You know, preachers come and go. Great speakers are here and gone one generation after another. A lot of these kids don't remember HMS Richard Sr., who was the speaker of the voice of prophecy. You can be great in one generation and not known by another. But look at verse 24. But he, Jesus, holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. It's like Hebrews 1.12, his years will never end. So what does that mean right now in our lives as we live in hard times and circumstances when time space is just not right? Verse 25 is the verse you can circle in your Bible. Therefore, or consequently, it can be translated, he, meaning Jesus, is what? What does it say in your Bible? Is able. Now that's an amazing, he is able. That means he has power. That means he has authority. That means he has virtue. That means he has what it takes. He is able for all time. The Greek is pantata, for every then. We know that time is made of what they call pixels. It's pixelated. It's not a continuous stream. For every pixel of time, every then, he is able to save. And the word save in Greek means to heal those who draw near to God through him. Since he always lives to do what? Why did God make him a priest who can never die? It says he always lives to make intercession for them. Friend, when Jesus is praying before his Father, he's praying for you. When you get up in the morning, you go to bed at night, somebody is pleading with God the Father for your life and for your future for time and eternity. It is our great high priest, Jesus Christ. Christ knows your future in him. He knows you right now before you get there. And Jesus knows that one day the old order will be replaced by the new covenant order and the new creation will leave no trace of the old and Jesus will be with you all the way. Christ knows the end from the beginning. He knows how it all started in the past. He knows how it will end in the future. I see so many people who start out with Jesus and they get discouraged because life whacks them or something happens. They have a sin in their life and they have this letdown. They don't feel like they're really a sincere believer. Dear heart, if you knew the depth of the love of God for you in Jesus, if you knew how much God gave for you at the cross, if you could sense the meaning of his love poured out for you on Calvary's hill, yes, you would feel pain by the times you let him down, but you would be more so encouraged by the fact that he did not let you go at the cross of Calvary. He latched your life to his in the new covenant for time and eternity so you would not be lost. Friend, you are not expendable to the heart of God, the mind, and love of God. Christ will never die. His plans will never fail for you. His hopes will never fade and pass away for you. His future is alive, and Christ knows the way to God because he came from God, and he knows how to get you there and to be with you on the way. But more than this, friend, Jesus is the way that gets us back to God. Jesus is the new covenant the better promise that is personal of how God saves us and who God is in our lives. Jesus is the guarantee, friend, of a great deal for your future, of the new creation that will never fail you, will never leave you if you stay with him. And he will always discipline you to keep you with him. 
And friend, as you struggle for faith at times in time space, your time space, he's right there as the great I am God. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not I will be, not I was, but I am. Christ is the God we need right now, every day in our life. And why not make time and space for Jesus? You know, in that secret place of prayer in your own personal home. Why not just open that Bible and those wonderful Spirit of Prophecy books and let them work for you and find Jesus because he's already found you. And let the promise in Jesus work for you because he died for you. And let him show you the way out of the darkness into the light of a new covenant and a new creation where you are alive, truly alive this year in God. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Father, help us to ponder anew what a friend would be like in our life when real religion is knowing you as friend and you knowing us. Lord, I pray this day for everyone here. Lord, we don't want any fake religion in this place. We want Jesus. We want to know him through prayer and love and service. We want to share him, Lord, by being vocal about the one we love in our community, our home, And Father, so thank you. May you give us the refreshing rain of the Holy Spirit to speak the truth and to live it and to have Jesus on the way. Bless your people as they go home. May they go with Christ, come back with him, and never leave him. I know he never leaves them. In Jesus' name. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe in prayer. We believe in the God who answers our prayers and meets our needs. Each week, we are standing by to receive your prayer requests and seek God with you. His word declares, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Call our prayer line today with your requests and our team will join you in seeking that the God of heaven will meet each one of your needs. Our telephone number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. If you would like to listen to this message again, it is available for you at reachingyourheart.com. Once again, reachingyourheart.com. There are many messages available along with this broadcast as well. Thanks for listening today. And as always, we want you to know that we do pray that God is reaching your Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.